Hello and welcome to Reality Bites, episode 114. Now with more synthetics. For the week of September 30th, 2014, this is a Cure Studios production. We are your hosts, Lauren Law. And a slothin-themed Vocaloid, bringing you who 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 ah, 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 do, 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 do. I think that was all of it. All right. Well, if you'd like to sponsor this retarded show, (laughs) (laughs) you can go to Cure Studios and click on the donation button that you found at the top of the page. Again, thank you for sponsoring the show. Again, that is curestudios.galaxy15radio.com. So, Slothin, it has been forever since we've done a show together. Yeah. What has it been, like a week? No, it's been less because we recorded some sippers over the weekend. The first of which was... uh, put out the day of this recording, actually, this morning. So that was fun, right? One of those was a very disappointing intro. Uh, Which one? They all seem very disappointing or inappropriate. The inappropriate one. That was inappropriate. It's horrible. It's very inappropriate. And horrible. And horrible. Well, uh, so, since, uh, since we've done this show last week... What have you been up to? Anything interesting? I received some things in the mail. Most people do. What did you receive? Things that I ordered. What did you order? Things. Can you not elaborate? I won't. Why not? Although there's something that I ordered that I haven't received because it's still sitting in China. Is it more e-cigarette related things? Yep. It's my new aero tank thing. But not what you received. No, I haven't received that, now. So what did you receive? Things that I ordered from the U.S. Are they e-cigarette related as well? No. Now I'm just curious. Sunglasses. Oh, you did receive sunglasses. I forgot about that. Three different pairs from three different locations. And a person said that you look like an... What was it? An Amish Morpheus. <laughs> well, thanks. Now everybody knows I look Amish. Well, yes, you do look Amish. We had a conversation about mustaches on Sipper. Oh, yeah, and how I don't have one. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think it's okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, what have I been up to? Nothing. I'm boring. Just still writing. What I do. Um, yep. So anyway, I guess we should go on into the news. A, since you and I are so good at bantering. Yep. So who gets to do the go first into one? that cold, dark night. Who does the first one? I don't know. You can do this one. Very well. So apparently, Switzerland prepares to tighten screws on whistleblowers. Switzerland's parliament will consider a bill on Monday that critics say will tighten the rules on whistleblowers, shutting the doors to what is often a last resort for people trying to stop wrongdoing and corruption. Although the bill aims to clarify a gray area of the law, it will effectively outlaw whistleblowing unless Swiss authorities, renowned worldwide as a model of efficiency, fail to follow correct procedures. It is weakening the whistleblower's protection, said Rudolf Elmer, a former uh, Julius Baer private bank charged by Swiss authorities in July with handling confidential data to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange and trying to pass files to German officials. It allows Switzerland to say we do have a whistleblower law, but as a matter of fact, the entire thing is cynical, he said. 
It's taking away the space for a judge to say you acted in good faith. From that point of view, it's getting more strict. Swiss law emphasizes the duty of loyalty that employees have to their employees, and the draft law says that would-be whistleblowers must first report wrongdoings to the employer in the first instance, and then take them to the authorities. In response from the authorities, even decisions not investigate, not to investigate, uh, would nullify a whistleblower's right to go to the media, says Zora Lederberger. Leader Gerber? Leader, whatever. Owner of Integrity Line LLC, which advises companies on integral reporting systems. This is really strange because it doesn't really matter whether it's a serious problem, life-threatening or not. The criteria for whether you can go to the media depends on whether you received an answer from the public authorities about the status of their investigations, you said. The law rested on Swiss confidence that the authorities would handle things correctly, she said, even though it had taken a whistleblower's anonymous tip to a newspaper to spark a recent corruption investigation into suspicion business, business dealings at the State Secretariat for Economic Affairs. Elmer said Switzerland's tough stance on whistleblowers, whose careers can be destroyed once they have been labeled as disloyal to an employer, went hand-in-hand with its traditional banking secrecy, which would have been jeopardized by allowing secrets to leak out. Whistleblowers have been key players in Switzerland's fight with the United States over decades of tax evasion by U.S. citizens with money stashed in secret Swiss accounts. While Switzerland has decried their disloyalty, it has suggested it could give safe passage to top U.S. whistleblower Edwin, Edward Snowden, whose, leak blew, whose leaks blew the lid off secret electronic surveillance programs. The OECD, which has cracked down on tax havens and tax evasion worldwide, might put pressure on Switzerland open to open up to whistleblowers, Elmer said. The Council of Europe of Switzerland is a member developed a legal recommendation in April that states should have a legal framework in place to protect them and to facilitate public disclosures of information. Lindenberger said she was astonished by the silence in Swiss press on the issue. The media in Switzerland should be the ones that are crying out loud. She said they would not be allowed to receive anonymous whistleblower tips. So, I guess in Switzerland, you're not allowed to report any misdoings to anybody except your employer. Well, no, no, you're, to your employer. Yeah. And then, if it happens again, then you can tell the authorities. And then, if the authorities let you, you can go to the media. But they're not going to let you because uh, they care about the Swiss banking system being as opaque as humanly possible, which, I don't know. I'm sort of divided on this. While I'm... I, I, I don't mind being able to avoid taxes myself, not well, th that I do it. No, no, I was going to say, while I'm pro-Americans evading taxes, <laughs> especially really, really rich ones, I don't really agree with the morality of taxes. No. But I don't necessarily like the idea of opacity in banking in that way. Because, I mean, there's a whole nasty gray area of Swiss banks holding on to things like, you know, stuff put into them by Jewish people during World War II, and then they got killed in the Holocaust, and instead of, you know, possibly, you know, telling the next of kin if they might have, you know, some distant relative alive, instead they're just like, nope, that's ours now. Yeah. Which, not so okay with that. Well, this is why I don't necessarily think I like banking. It's poorly implemented. Well, I mean, 
banking system wouldn't exist as it does now if we actually had real fucking currency. Well, fiat currency doesn't... I don't have a problem with fiat currency. I have a problem with currency that is overly controlled by one group of people. It's kind of what, like, why I like Bitcoin. It's in a distributed network that would require a ridiculous amount of effort to hack. Not true. Not you have true. to get enough computers to have a separate blockchain. And then instead of yeah, you know how you get enough beating computer? the blockchain, you end up causing a split, which did, is going to did, cause people to look into it. Okay, I don't know if it was on my show here or if it was on Morps's, uh Pure Decking show. I think it was Pure Decking because it would be something he would report on. Um, there is a way to get in between the computers who are uh, breaking chains, trying to solve for Bitcoins, right? And they were able to siphon any Bitcoin anybody was uh, doing at the time hmm. through their telco. So they were basically stealing bitcoins that people are mining yes as they were being mined clever and an assholeish thing to do definitely so far i don't that's see... not beating the transaction no. side of bitcoin not that's yet but... definitely assholeish. but the banks uh like mountain gox yeah oh no that's completely not bitcoin's fault no that was literally people handing their passwords over to people who could not be trusted by passwords, I mean functionally the bitcoins because it the keys basically is just the password. Yeah. So there are flaws, but like I was saying, a distributed banking system might be nice. Or even if we were able to hold on to our currency without being at risk of losing it because we hold on to it. Yeah, I mean currency. Generally speaking, if it's kept at a stable number, should gain in value as that number, as the amount of it gets put into the hands of people who aren't spending it. Because if it is a finite resource, say, say take gold. Mm. If everybody's trading their gold left and right, it's all of the gold, yes, it's finite, but it's moving around regularly, then it's at a certain price. But as soon as somebody starts hoarding it, all of the gold that's not being hoarded slightly increases in value because there is a re reduced reservoir of it. Speaking of gold, 11% of the world's gold is in the hands of Indian housewives. That's awesome. Because they, it's the jewelry. Yeah. That's more than our uh, the United States Reserve. Well, I mean, how many fucking people are there in India? Billions. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm just saying, I think it's interesting. It's awesome. And, you know, gold as a currency, the concept is that you're wearing your fortune, or you have it hidden somewhere. I don't, I don't know. Currency is difficult. It is. And we're probably not going to solve it today, so let's move on <laughs> to the next news story. This is you. Terror law clears Senate, enabling entire Australian web to be monitored and whistleblowers to be jailed. Oh, more whistleblowers, eh? And blow it up even more. All right. Australian spies will soon have the power to monitor the entire Australian internet with just one warrant, and journalists and whistleblowers will face up to 10 years in jail for disclosing classified information. The government's first trash of tougher anti-terrorism that's an interesting new word I've never seen before. Which will be which will beef up the powers of domestic spy agency ASIO passed the Senate by forty-four votes to twelve on Thursday night with bipartisan support from Labour. 
<clears throat> the bill, National Security Legislation Amendment Bill Number 1, 2014, will now be sent to the House of Representatives where passage is all but guaranteed on Tuesday at the earliest. Anyone including journalists, whistleblowers, and bloggers who recklessly disclose information that relates to special intelligence operations face up to 10 years in jail. Any operation can be declared special by an authorized ASIO officer. Well, that's, that's really nice of them, isn't it? Delightful! This also gives ASIO immunity for criminal and civil liability in certain circumstances. Many, including lawyers and academics, have said they fear agency, the agency will abuse this power. Really? <laughs> yeah. Those who identify ASIO agents could also face a decade in prison under the new bill, a tenfold increase on the existing maximum penalty. So you could face a year already. The new <coughs> bill also allows ASIO to seek just one warrant to access a limitless number of computers on a network... When on a computers on a computer network when attempting to monitor a target. Lawyers, rights, groups, academics, and Australian media organizers have condemned. They say this would effectively allow the entire internet to be monitored as it is a network of networks and the bill does not specify specifically define what a computer network is. ASIO will be able to copy, delete, or modify the data held on any of these computers it has a warrant to monitor. Wow. The bill also allows ASIO to disrupt target computers and use innocent third-party computers not targeted or in order to access a, a target computer. Oh, that's nice of them. That means they can use your computer, my computer, anyone's computer. Yes. They're basically kind of making what they will be considered a legal version of that tool that 4chan people have where they you can let put your computer under the thing that basically an automated... automated um, DDoS attack thing. No. Oh. Okay. Oh, uh, the low except Earth ion cannon, a, or except something? more like a a stealthy version of it, where it's like a low a low Earth. Cannon. I don't know. Low infiltration ion cannon. cannon. I don't know. Oh, well, I think we've done enough of this to understand what it means. Yeah, but I read the whole article last time. I don't. The entire <laughs> article was shorter than this. No, it wasn't. And I don't really care about the rest of them. Ooh, hold on, there's a word that starts an X. Xenophon also opposed the legislation, as did independent Senator John Madigan. I just like the name Xenophon. Senator Xenophon. 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 Miley Cyrus takes the naked trend too far with nipple! Oh, that's not the news story, that's just something at the end of that. Link bait! Alright. Prepare your minds for some crap that we're going to start spewing here. Yeah, it gets dark from here on, because yep. it wasn't already dark. So, South Carolina, South Carolinian trooper, is that the correct way to say South Carolinian. Carolinian trooper charged with felony and shooting at traffic stop over seatbelt violation. A South Carolinian trooper who stopped a man for seatbelt violation outside Columbia and then shot him, apparently without provocation, was arrested Wednesday and charged with assault and battery of a high and aggravated nature. Actually, that's pretty good. Well, they... they He's act actually getting fucking charged. Yeah, but still... I'm amazed. He may be getting charged, but... Yeah, that doesn't He mean still shot convicted. somebody. Yes. Uh, Sean Grubert, 31, a Lance Corporal who was fired from the Highway Patrol after the shooting incident, now faces 20 years in prison if convicted of wrongfully shooting the driver. Well, at least he's been fired. Um, Herbert was booked Wednesday evening at the Alvin South 
Alvin S. Glenn Detention Center. He was fired from the patrol last Friday, Wednesday night, in a hearing at the jail. Magistrate Ethel Brewer set Gruber's bond at $75,000. A video of the September 4th shooting incident was played at Gruber's Grubert's bond hearing. The video shows uh, Grubert firing repeatedly at Jones, who was not armed and who was not behaving aggressively. Jones was struck at least once in the hip. He spent time in the hospital and is now out of the hospital recuperating, which is surprising because I've seen this video. He, The guy asked for... Okay, he's, he stopped at a gas station, this gentleman. I don't know what happened before this, but this just happened as I saw it. So the man was standing outside of his truck. Uh, the police officer starts saying, Hey, uh, I need to see your driver's license and uh, something. What did they always ask for? Insurance, maybe? Insurance, proof of insurance and registration. Yeah, registration. And the driver's license, usually, too. So anyway, so the guy... Yeah, but you already said that. Okay, so the guy reaches into his truck, and then the guy starts shooting at him. Because maybe he suspected him of having a weapon and wanting to pull it out of the truck, but you asked for something. Yeah. But he just starts shooting him, and the guy comes out, and he's got his hands up, and there's nothing in his hands, and he keeps shooting him. <sighs> so, yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That's a happy little news story for us all, right? How about another happy news story? Cop advises women on how to stay safe during police stops. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe I have to say this, but I have to fucking say this. Oh, In response to the arrests of three law enforcement officials in Oklahoma for sexually assaulting women while on the job, an Oklahoma Highway Patrol trooper told women they can avoid getting raped by a cop if they simply follow traffic laws. Sure, because God they won't stop you for no reason anymore. Really? Ugh. Captain George Blount, Blount Brown, a state trooper, shared a few tips for women in an interview with local NBC News affiliate KJRH. Brown told the station that women can keep their car doors locked and speak through a cracked window if a trooper approaches them. If the trooper asks a woman to get out of the car, Brown said, she can ask in a polite way why he wants her to do that. Yes, because that'll stop them. The best tip he can give, <laughs> the anchor said on the air... Of her interview with Brower, Brown is to follow the law in the first place so you don't get pulled over. The I anchor said this? Get no, no, they're saying that of the interview. I can... Okay, they are kind of spinning it a little... It's bad that that's the advice he gave. It's good that he said you don't have to get out of the car and you can politely ask them why they're getting out of the and car. And you can crack Not your window. Not that you window. can do a whole hell of a lot about it. You can crack it. your window and give the information through there, which people have done before and... Police do not react kindly to that either from anything I've seen. No, no. The trick to uh, not rolling your window down all the way is to, when they walk up, make it appear as though your window does not work very well and that it's a pain in the ass to get it down even that far. Sure. That's lying. No, it's not. It's appearing to have trouble with your window. Oh, well. Yeah, this is... Pretty terrible all around. So keep going. <sighs> in the past. In the past, a Tulsa County deputy, an OHP tripper, a trooper, and an Oklahoma City police officer have all been charged with repeatedly raping and sexually assaulting women while on the job. Brown said Oklahoma law enforcement officials are working to retain the public's trust. Too late! Yeah. You've lost it! Are I these guys fired? Are they spending time in game. jail for this? 
I do believe it's time to regain the public's trust, if it's possible. There are entirely more good officers than there are a few bad apples that exist out there, and we want people to know that. We have a lot of good troopers, a lot of good officers that are, that are doing a lot of good things daily, and we want to continue that and have the police continue their trust in us. They don't trust you. Oh, nobody would trust you. There's a reason for them not having trust in you. If, if things like this keep happening, people in power, sometimes, some people, react poorly. And this is why it's important to remember that you have just, just as much right as a police officer to do anything they do. You do. It's just that you don't have the training, which can get you in trouble. And the police officer is always considered right, which is a difficult situation to be in as well. So from dark, dark to dark again, we move on to Chicago mother arrested for raping a man at gunpoint. Oh, no. I better make this big for myself here. Two ladies have been charged for raping a man at gunpoint in Chicago. Uh, Sierra Ross, 25, a mother of two, was arrested and charged with raping a man. According to CBS Chicago, Ross and a friend were driving on the north side of Chicago when they saw a man walking down the street. Miss Ross stopped and asked a 33-year-old man if he wanted a ride. The man accepted the offer, but Ross's true intentions became evident when she pulled a gun on the man. She forced the man to go to the backseat and told him to have sex with her friend. The man pleaded for the women to stop after they made him fondle the woman's breast and back. Ross then ordered the man to take his clothes off, and her friend began assault assaulting him sexually. The women also took $200 and credit cards from the man. The male victim was able to escape when he saw a taxi cab and ran from the car naked. The cab driver allowed the man to use his cell phone to take a picture of Ross's license plate. Chicago police later arrested Ross, and the victim identified her as the assailant. Ross has been arrested for prostitution in the past, but she recently held a position as a pub Waitress. She was charged with rape and armed robbery and held on a $75,000 bond. Her friend is yet to be charged. Who does that? Who does that indeed? I mean, doing that to anyone at all is ridiculous. Then then you steal the money too. I yeah. So what I mean, was the if you've got somebody's clothes already. What's the motivation? Motivation was just sex, maybe? Well, and apparently the money. I guess. <sighs> Faith in humanity minus 25. Nah, I already know. People suck. People do suck, but there are still very good people out there. We just are not reporting on it today. No, no, in none of these fucking stories. <sighs> well. Let's go from... Worse to slightly less horrible. No, this maybe? is still kind of confusingly bad. Confusingly bad, but not. I don't know. Let's see. University of Michigan withholding sex, discounting feelings are sexual violence. <sighs> what? Uh, no, they're not. Examples of abuse listed on the University of Michigan's Domestic Violence Awareness website say sexual violence includes withholding sex and affection and discounting the partner's feelings regarding sex. Definitions that have come under fire by some men's rights activists. Oh good, we're gonna turn it on them now. 
the terms found under heading definitions also suggest verbal or psychological abuse, including insulting the partner, ignoring the partner's feelings, withholding approval as a form of punishment, yelling at the partner, labeling the partner with terms like crazy and stupid. Uh, uh, those these... are psychological abuse. Uh, they... Wait, hold on. Uh... Insulting, psychological abuse, weak psychological abuse, until, you know, you do it over a long period of time. Ignoring somebody's feelings, dickish, probably shouldn't be in a relationship with somebody doing that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think ignoring something is abuse. Don't stay with people that treat you poorly. Withholding approval as a form of punishment. I don't see that. I mean, you, you can't expect someone to just say... Everything you do is wonderful all the time, even though I tend to try to do that myself. But it's it's not something that you can expect from everybody. Ugh. I don't get any approval from you. You're oh. assaulting me. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm... Ugh. Janet Bloomfield, social media director for A Voice for Men, an activist group that counters feminist extremism and misandry, took aim at the University of Michigan examples, first on her Twitter account over the summer, and more recently in an email to the College Fix. These kinds of policies contribute to an increasing level of sexual misconduct history and essentially create a chilling climate for young men. And young women. I mean, quite frankly, the behaviors listed are... Something that both genders can yes. do. When things like withholding sex and ignoring a partner's feelings are framed as patterns of behavior that are abusive, they are not only pathologizing normal relationships. I don't think that's normal. It's but not, but it happens now for and vindictive again. or spurned partners to make allegations that can have profound effects on the accused. I think that's not... If you're in a relationship and that's happening, you probably shouldn't be in that relationship. Well, withholding sex as a form of punishment... That's strange, but not desiring sex at the time as your as your partner. That happens. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you, you don't consider that withholding, though. No, that's not withhold. <sighs> that's the problem with this because the definition is vague. It's vague. Currently, the higher education world is gripped by the so-called campus rape culture, in which the widely touted yet largely unsubstantiated stat that one in five women will be sexually assaulted or raped while in college is oft repeated during mandated sexual assault seminars at universities nationwide. They're mandated, eh? On the University of Chicago what, Michigan's website, a list of various definitions of abuse as created by Campus Coalition called the University of Abuse Hurts Initiative. The University... Of Abuse Hurts. That's a weird name. Of 2009 undertaking the name to stop abuse among students and the campus community. Its goal is promoting prevention of and effective response to domestic or intimate partner and sexual violence with the tagline, Abuse Hurts. Recognize, respond, refer. Hmm. But in interspersed within the typical definitions of abuse, pushing, shoving, pulling, shaking, slapping, biting, hitting, punching, kicking, strangling, throwing objects at a partner, restraining, throwing the partner, use of weapons, ah. the other examples such as discontinuing the part, discounting the partner's feelings regarding sex, criticizing the partner sexually, withholding sex and affection are found. Ah! Criticizing the partner sexually, you're supposed to do that. If you don't correct people, they can never fix what they're doing wrong. Well, if they're meaning doing it in a bad way, well, like I mean, you're an idiot, you don't know how to have sex, that yeah, would be bad that, and negative. Yeah. Yes, but, but then again, you shouldn't be with a person like that. I understand emotions have some bearing in this, but... Well, I mean, but... 
implicit in in um uh, what's the term uh, criticism is an attempt to correct or to fix a problem. If I just called so, you stupid because I don't like you, though, that's not criticizing. That's an insult. Insulting and criticizing are two different ah. things. Criticism aims at fixing. Insult is just attempting to be meet, make somebody feel bad by saying something. So saying you're stupid and bad at sex, I would call that an insult and not criticism. Okay. But if, hey, you should probably do move this way at this point and then thrust thusly, that's <laughs> criticism. So are you telling me I should thrust thusly? Don't touch me. <laughs> it's not unheard of for sexual violence to be defined so loosely within a campus community. Sexual violence is anything that makes someone feel unsafe. It could be catcalls, peer pressure to act a certain way in a situation, verbal harassment, and unwanted touching. Unwanted touching. I I don't know if I'd call that sexual abuse unless you're touching in a sexual place, but it is uh, harassment. It is harassment. Many of these things occur daily without anyone giving a second thought to them. Uh, person. Jamie Poehler. I don't want to list what they're clerk what they are. It's relevant, but the University of Chicago on its hey Chicago. I weirdly permanentory. The University of Chicago on its website defines an abuser as somebody who has a strong belief in extreme gender roles and is jealous and possessive, among more typical forms of abuse listed. I've been in relationships only with women who are possessive and jealous. Yeah. Is that not abnormal? Hmm. But other campuses only list the generally understood definition of sexual violence on the website, such as Oregon State University, which defines it as any non-consensual sexual act. This includes rape, sexual assault, relationship violence, stalking, child sexual abuse, sexual exploitation, sexual harassment, unwanted sexual touching, and attempts of any of these acts. As for the definition given by the University of Michigan, asked by the college fix whether they are extreme and erroneous campus spokesman Rick Fitzgerald said they stand when taking a larger context. The, definition, the, the definitions of behavior, behaviors of violence describe most accurately what occurs in an abusive relationship. Those behaviors not in the context of violence are not abusive. A reader of this site would recognize that it's described as one behavior in the context of a pattern of behaviors to maintain power and control over an intimate partner important to note that when listing the behaviors that this list of behaviors is not individually a thing but it at taken as a whole could be and that's a good point okay and this is a really fucking long article. Yeah, but it's I'm important. In the it's important. Okay, day. Using the exact same logic and method of reasoning deployed by the Umich, namely that readers will recognize the behaviors within a larger pattern of behaviors, readers will also recognize that victims are implicitly female and perpetrators are male. Not necessarily, because quite frankly, those behaviors I interpreted as being some of them predominantly male and some of them predominantly female. Withholding sex. My understanding of the culture is that's a mainly female thing to do. Um, I have had discussions with people throughout the world. Um, generally, I speak with males who are from other countries, but the females I talk with are in my country. So it goes like this. Uh, I have heard both genders withhold sex now and again, not because... Well, no. 
they've withhold sex before because they're upset with the partner. But that See, could also that's... be just that I'm not in the mood kind of behavior. Uh, I don't like you today, so I'm not going to have sex with I you. I don't consider if you're upset with somebody withholding sex to be a punishment. It's... If I if I'm upset with you, I don't I'm not going to hang with out with somebody and do anything with them if I'm pissed at them. Right. I'm not going to watch a movie with them. I'm not going to eat dinner politely with them. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to fuck them. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, normal relationship behaviors are pathologized and framed as abuse when men do them. She noted, "I am unaware of a single case in which the accused studies student is a woman and the victim is a man." I think that's more in um, implementation than the actual information at mm. hand. Just saying. Okay. As for the topic of campus rape epidemic, she says she believes campuses are whipping up rape hysteria for a variety of reasons. It comes down to this. Colleges are creating rape hysteria so college employees who run these sexual assault centers can keep their jobs and benefits. Probably mm. a valid statement. Women are encouraged to interpret normal sexual and relationship behaviors as abuse and encouraged to have young men that they are partnering with sanctioned by the college. The end result is that college campuses are becoming increasingly hostile to men and colleges that enact their kangaroo courts and policies to deal with these sexual misconduct are opening themselves to huge liabilities when the accused and sanctioned men take their claims into a real court and sue for damages. They tend to win once due process and the requirement for evidence beyond a reasonable doubt is restored. Scroll down. Sorry, I lost my place. <laughs> a Voice for Men maintains an ongoing list of such cases. One such lawsuit is pending against the University of Michigan, in which a 21-year-old engineering major claims campus administrators refuse to fully consider any of the evidence which he says proves his innocence. Fitzgerald says the abuse definitions on the website are not used to arbitrate campus sexual assault claims. Colin Fix reporter Derek Draplin is a student at the University of Michigan. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of. I get where the article's going, and I get where the people are going, and I can agree with both stances to some degree. I just say be good to each other, and if you're not, That's don't be in a relationship. Not... Yeah, but the point is that. They're not... The point is that nasty shit happens. It does. And somebody has to deal with it. <sighs> Do I think they're necessarily de dealing with it in the best way? No. No. Nobody ever deals with stuff very well. Even you. No. Stop touching me. <laughs> Alright. Uh, from that cluster to an interesting cluster that I found on the interwebs... So I'm just going to read this because I think it's interesting. And let's see where they go with it, okay? Incest, a fundamental right, says German Ethics Council. Advisory group says practice should be decriminalized, says the practice should be decriminalized as it isn't, list, isn't up to the courts to uphold social taboos. Sexual relationships between siblings should not be illegal, said German Ethics Council. Or the German Ethics Council has ruled. The advisory group, made up of prominent scientists, doctors, academics, and lawyers, will make the recommendation to German government after deciding that incest, when occurring between consenting adult siblings, is a fundamental right. So we're just dealing with siblings right now. Okay, that sort of relieves some of my uh, like, squeamishness about their thing. I mean, there's a difference between... I don't know. Parents? Because 
siblings can be abusive and manipulative too, but my main objection was the concept of, like, a parent, if they raise a kid, and yeah, they never have sex with them while they're raising them, but they've been, um, what's the term? Groomed? Grooming them yes. their entire life. That just because they're then consenting doesn't mean it's fine. No, if you consent, you've consented. If you if you have autonomy and then you are able to consent, you can consent to be hurt. Except that the they don't exactly have autonomy because if the whole point of grooming is that you create a person who will behave in a particular way. I know, just like governments groom us. <clears throat> yes. So I, we don't have yes. autonomy because we're groomed by governments. <sighs> that I would say that to use the same logic, you cannot technically be considered to be consenting toward to government rule because the government deprived you of the capacity to agree to it. Because we're forced to. We're born and forced to do it. Anyway, let me continue reading. Um, Do-do-do-do. Fundamental right. They argue that it should not be up to the courts to uphold social taboos or decide what consenting adults are allowed to do. The fundamental right of adult siblings to sexual self-discrimination is to be weighed more heavily than the abstract idea of protecting the family, they said in a statement according to German news site The Local. The ethics review was ordered in the wake of European Court of Human Rights ruling against a German man who's known as Patrick S., whose case has generated much public debate on the issue. Patrick has four children, two of whom are disabled with his biological sister. The ethics committee said the siblings they interviewed described how difficult life was under the current law. They feel that their basic rights are not respected and they are forced into secrecy or denial of their love, it said. Incest is illegal in most countries in the world, including the UK, where in 2004 the law was tightened to include not only blood relatives, but also foster an adoptive parent, parents and live-in partners. Opponents of decriminalization cite the gen genetic risk of incest as closely related parents will produce children with less diversity in their DNA, which increases their chance of having rare genetic disease, as well as mental and physical disabilities. True. Absolutely. While the committee found that the choice of sexual partners was a fundamental right, the Guardian's Paul Burhans argues that human rights comes with limitations, but he concedes that the debate about the criminality of incest is far from over. Angelia Merkel, Angela Merkel's uh, Christian Democrat government is unlikely to adopt the measures, according to her spokesperson. Uh, eliminating the threat of punishment against incestuous acts within families will run counter to protection of undisturbed development for children. She said, for further concise balance commentary analysis week, try to read the magazine that we're writing for. I don't know. I still say consenting adults can choose what they do with their life. Be it with someone who would be a poor choice for genetics or not. And that is my kind of thought process on the deal. Because they're not going to be breaking anyone's autonomy, so therefore it's not immoral in my opinion. <clears throat> yep, I don't, I don't know whether my objection to them having kids is because the whole concept squicks me just a bit, or if it's because I feel as though they've intentionally damaged, not intentionally, but knowingly put their children at risk. I 
I would say I would not recommend anyone I don't who has know. an incestual relationship have children. I would I don't not say that's smart. Know what? How much of this is me reacting emotionally, and how much of it's me reacting? You can't di- intellectually. You can't di- differ between the two. Not without more thought. Well, please think about it because I would like to have a further discussion with you. And include mm-hmm. Rofaxon in it, because this is the kind of thing I like to talk about, just because it's so... It has that squick factor, and I enjoy conversing about that. Anyway. I mean, there are plenty of squick factor things that I can talk about. It doesn't squick me, because I don't care, but... I don't know. This one... Think of the children! <laughs> no, don't think of the children. <laughs> oh! Haha, I get where you're going there. Alright, so apparently... This is your turn. Liberia, dead Ebola patients resurrected. Thank you, RU46, for finding this new story. Two Ebola patients who died of the virus in separate communities in Nimba County have reportedly resurrected in the county. The victims, both females, believed to be in their 60s and 40s respectively, died of the Ebola virus recently in Hope Village community and the Catholic community in Ganta Nimba. But to the amazement of residents and onlookers on Monday, the deceased reportedly regained life in total disbelief. The New Dawn Nimba County correspondent said that the late or late Doris Quoi of Hope Village community and the second victim only identifies only identified as Ma Keba said to be in her late 60s, were about to be taken for burial when they resurrected. Huh. Makiba has reportedly been in Dor for two nights without food and medication before her alleged death. Nimba County has had bizarre news of Ebola cases with a native doctor from the county who claimed that he could cure infected victims dying of the virus himself last week. Uh. News of the resurrection of the two victims has reportedly created panic in residents of Hope Village community and Ganta at large, with some citizens describing Doris Coy as a ghost who shouldn't live among them since the Ebola outbreak in Nimba County. This is the first incident of dead victims resurrecting. Not resurrecting. They just weren't quite dead. Not dead yet! They were, uh... I feel happy! Only mostly dead. Only mostly <laughs> dead. Well... We still have about 18 minutes left. Okay. And we have our beginnings of this. Shall I pull up more stories? Yes. All right. Just grab them randomly. All righty. I'll grab this one randomly then. All right. This one says, Colorado teacher stage mass sick out to protest U.S. history curriculum changes. What could that possibly mean? As I try to talk my way out of it so I can post the link in the show notes because I wasn't planning on using this one. Uh, Let's see here. All right. Two high schools in Colorado cancel classes Monday after dozens of teachers called in sick in protest of conservative school board's proposal to change the history curriculum. I think they may just be labeling them this way. It may not be the case that they're conservative or not. It may just be a group of people of like-mindedness. This is the second such teacher sick out in two weeks and comes on the heels of student walkouts over the issue. At the two high schools where sick outs were staged, uh, Golden and Jefferson High School in Jefferson County, 73% and 81% of teachers called out, respectively. Unrest is also tied to the new teacher evaluations. Negotiations for a new contract between the district and the union broke down last spring. A union, huh? The board wants to review advanced placement U.S. history curriculum, which was re- recently revised by the College Board, the organization that sets standards for the courses. 
Some conservative school board members feel that the new curriculum has an overly negative view of the U.S. history and advocates changes. My feeling is it is an attack on teachers and public education, and a disregard for the needs of our students, said a social studies teacher who worked that day but had knowledge of the protest. The teacher wishes to remain anonymous for fears of retribution. It's a really, really scary, it's really, really scary to be a teacher in Jefferson County right now, the teacher said. The educators' fears aren't without foundation. The district superintendent, Dan McMinimi, wow, Mc, McMinimi, said that each teacher's absence would be independently reviewed and teachers could be docked a day if their absence falls outside the collective bargaining agreement. He didn't rule out for future discipline if the sickouts continue. I think it is time for us to take a stand and let's put a stop to this, said McMinimi. At the end of the day, we don't have kids in classrooms where they need to be in classrooms. Do they need to be in classrooms? Or do they just need to be educated in some way? It doesn't have to be a classroom. Just going to say that. <clears throat> the question of who is organizing the actions and whether they're truly grassroots is a contentious one in Jefferson County. Many aligned with three conservative board members, Julie Williams, John Newkirk, and the board's chairman, Ken Witt, blamed the teachers' union. Teachers' union representatives say that it's a grassroots movement. Many cite outside influence from partisan groups such as Americans for Prosperity and the National Education Association. Both injected large amounts of cash into the nearby school districts. This wasn't organized by the Jefferson County Educational Edu Association, said John Ford, Teachers' Union President. But we certainly understand teachers' frustration right now, and I think our whole community experiencing the same kind of frustration with the secrecy, waste, and disrespect from our school board majority. Meanwhile, Sheila Atwell, executive director of the conservative-leaning Jefferson County Students First, said that the teachers' union was responsible for both the sickouts and the student walkouts. I do think very much it's union-driven, said Atwell. Of course, they're very careful in the way they're organizing. She said, you put, you put two and two together, it's, it'd be kind of hard to believe that that's not the case, she said, as the NEA was influencing organization in the area, organizing in the area. Atwell is a mother of two, with one child homeschooled and another attending private school. She says the, the campaigns for changes to Jefferson County Public Schools because the public education is pretty darn important for the community and the nation. I'm going to agree with that, but I'm also going to say there is issue with that. Anyway, the tension over the issue first started to bubble up to the national media after conservative board member Julie William introduced a measure to review the AP history curriculum under specific criteria. Materials should promote citizenship, patriotism, essentials and benefits of the free enterprise system, respect for authority, and respect for individual rights. Materials should not encourage or condone civil disorder, social strife, or disregard of the law, the curriculum review proposal said. Proponents of the review, including Atwell, say that most of the conservative or controversial passages have been struck. A hearing is scheduled for 2nd of October. Those lists of things are contradictory. Citizenship, patriotism, citizen and, citizenship and patriotism, and a an authority, a respect for authority, and a respect for... Okay. Citizenship, patriotism, respect for authority are completely at odds with the free market system and a respect for individual rights. Just gotta say that. You can't respect authority and the free market system and, and personal individual rights and, and, at the same time. And what is patriotism but love of country? Mm -hmm. But you can love collectivist your... nonsense is well, what patriotism is. You can be a patriot if you agree with the certain founding fathers kind of things in America. 
And that would be, you know, the freedom of all sorts of things and liberty and all this other junk, right? But that is against odds with the respect for authority. Why would you respect authority if they're going against that odds yeah. or against that uh, the freedom? It's a silly. <sighs> anyway, uh, AP curriculum has changed by the college board this fall, and the revisions were mostly praised by teachers. I think at our school, traditionally, we've maintained their benefits to the AP course beyond just passing the AP exam. Denver public school teacher Mark Falhofer told the Denver Post in mid-September, there's things we've always covered that the test doesn't. The College Board issues credit and guides curriculum for all advanced placement courses in the county. Students earn college credit through the academically intense and in-demand high school courses. You know, I never noticed AP courses being any harder than any other class I took. I'm just going to say that. Soon after the College Board issued its new guidance, the Republican National Committee condemned the new standard as radically re reinventionalist. Reinventionist and anti-American. The Texas State Board of Education has proposed banning the AP history class altogether. Now, when, <laughs> when I when I saw this story, I saw it in a video and then they were they were talking about how it would leave out uh, any protest by the public ever before, which if you think about the Vietnam War is kind of pertinent to the subject. So they would what just glance over Vietnam altogether or just talk about how we fought? Yeah. And how we lost. And how we... Because we shouldn't have been there in the first place. Probably not. We should not just jump into all conflicts. The world is not ours. We are not the world's police. And nor should we be, nor should any nation be. Nations should take care of themselves. Actually, people should be taking care of themselves. I don't like this whole government thing, lording it over other people. Ideal, but is there another functioning way? We've not tried it yet. Meh. So, yeah. That's my whole thing there. Uh, we have a few minutes left. Why don't we go ahead and do hyperspeed? Okay. Man charged after turtles found beneath clothing. Scroll down. You want to see more of this? Canadian man has been charged after border agents at the Detroit, Detroit Windsor Tunnel found more than 50 turtles strapped to his body and hidden between his legs. Okay, that's sufficient for us to move on. <laughs> Amusing as that is. Women claims Frozen is a ripoff of her life story. Sues Disney for $250 million. What? How is this even thing? I mean, the article's fairly short, but I'm not going to read that. You can just go look at that up yourself. That's crazy. Or maybe not. Christian swingers. God uses us to spread his word and his seed. It, it didn't I say... Added, and his seed. Yeah. Uh, devout Christian couples from Florida are cha are championing an unusual evangelism technique, swinging. Okie dokie. Wow. Whatever works for ya. Hey, that's what you guys want to do? That's what you guys want to do. I don't know how Christian it is, but whatever. Speaking of Christianity, prayer baby drowns in church baptism tank. God makes no mistakes, is one of the taglines I've, I've, I've read with this. So apparently the baby needed to die? Huh. <sighs> oh wow. Says her prayers were answered after years of trying. She had a baby boy nearly two years ago, but tragically, tragedy struck when it was... <sighs> lost track of and was found dead in 33 inches of water in the church's baptism tank. Oh, well, that's lovely. Hmm. There's no facial recognition software for cats. And here's a picture. 
For too long, humans have been re reaping all the rewards of facial recognition software. But no longer, entrepreneur Mu Chi Sung is bringing the advanced technology to cats. And while it might not help them find love online due to facial compatibility or be better targeted in malls, it will help them maintain their goal weight. Okie dokie. What? I don't. We don't need to read it. This is hyperspeed. I, I guess you're right. Well, last hyperspeed story of the day. Is this me? Uh, you can. Alright, mantis shrimp can see cancer, and scientists have now created a camera that does the same. So apparently their eyes are very interesting. They really are. And they can somehow see cancer? I would assume it's only skin-deep cancer. They have unique eyes. Okay. Oh, well, you can read the article, because this is hyperspeed. Polaroid. Not Polaroid. Polarized eyes. All right, well, let's wrap this sucker up. What do we got here? Where can we find you on the internet, Slothin? Twitter, Tumblr, Google, not Google+, Plus, though I do technically have an account, and Skyrim Nexus, where I have made mods. All right, and I can be found as Lorelaw on Twitter and my anime list, but I can be found everywhere else as Curious Studios, for example, our Twitter, Tumblr, and Google+. Plus. Thank you for listening to today's show. We welcome you to visit our site at curestudios.galaxy15radio.com, where you can click on the Donate tab at the top of the page to give us a boost of moral support. Also, if you have any feedback or news for the show, please send an email. An email for news to Studios at gmail.com. That's K-E-I-R-S-T-U-D-I-O-S at gmail.com. If you like our show, please subscribe. And just for fun, let your friends and possibly family know about us by giving them copies of our shows. How, Slothin? By making a taco shell. A brand of taco shells that have things written on the side in that, like, blue corn-like uh -huh. sort of stuff. So that you, uh, you have the whole taco shell, but then you, like, chunk out pieces of it, and then you make a blue corn taco shell on the inside. So it's basically a two-layered taco shell, but because there's a, a part where you're missing the layer of one thing, and it has messages written on it, and you put our URL in it, because we gave you the idea of the uh, dual-layer taco shells with messages written on it. We leave... No, no, no. Mm. The opening song is Black Runners by Spleen, which can be found on Jumendo.com, and today's closing song is Virtual Insanity by Carrie Marsh, which can be found on SoundCloud.com. We leave you now to listen to this episode again and try to figure out how they made such an accurate sounding vocaloid of Slothin. Five, two, eight, four. <sighs> Change the way we live Cause we can always see what matters
things are changing for the worse. Whoa, it's a crazy world we're living in, and I just can't see that half of us immersed in sin is all we have to give Thank you. 